Hashing out, what do we call our podcast? I think right now it's been the the Hennessy podcast, or it's been a couple different names. What else have we been using? It's been a while since we podcasted. And by the way, if you're watching this, we were like the last time we did this was like several months ago, but we've been busy. And uh, but anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Jerry recommended the Hennessy files, yeah, which like makes that. me think of the Rockford files. <laughs> and James Garner was a big car guy. So anyway, if you're uh, watching and listening to the podcast. You know, if you got a name for our show, um, let us know. We might use it. Anyway, um, so we've been trying to do this for a while now. Um, Jerry, we've been talking about, you know, I mean, a lot of people have watched, I think, here in the last week or so, the Grand Tour season opener, season three, out on Amazon. And, and you were you were there. You were a witness to The Exorcist. You built the car. Right. And we're pretty much present. We had also Vinny. You and Vinny, I was there for part of the deal. But you guys were, how long were you guys in Detroit for that shoot? Oof, I eight days. Eight days, yeah. 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 So that was Detroit. You got to see some of the finer parts of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, finer parts is right. Well, and look, I'll be honest. I haven't watched the whole thing because I have kind of a weird thing that, I don't know. I have a hard time looking at myself in pictures <laughs> and, and something like that. So anyway, I'll, I'll watch the rest of it. So you guys will probably watch, you know, assume you watch the whole thing. But I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't. Quite sat down, got the whole thing, but I was there. Yeah, it's a pretty entertaining piece. Yeah, I think we were represented in a in a good light, and our car performed well. And you know, it's TV. Well, it's 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 not a real well, car let's, guy let's get, So let's get into the details. I mean, I'm assuming most of the people that are listening to this or watching it are familiar with Grand Tour. It's the guys that were previously on top here: Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and Richard Hammond who became famous on Top Gear, and we work with them, and we're going to talk about that. We work them, with them at, towards the end of their tenure at the BBC. And so, anyway, fast forward, these guys, this is their, they reached out to us over a year ago, and they said, hey, we would love to do something with The Exorcist. And I'm like, okay, well, we're, we're probably in, we're most likely in, we know that you guys are going to try to trash the car and do something crazy, but a lot of people watch it, and it's entertaining, so, we, we, you know, we like that. And so, anyways, the thing kind of gelled together. We found out that they were going to do a deal in Detroit, that it was going to be the Exorcist, the, De- the Dodge Demon, so Exorcist versus Demon. A lot of people want to see that. And a Mustang. And so, we, sh- we sent the Exorcist up. Vinny drove up in the trailer. We brought spare everything, didn't we? Oh, yeah. He, um, I flew out there and met him. He drove up there. We brought... Everything. Wheels, tires, tools. How many sets of tires did we go through in that deal? I think eight. I mean, or well, probably three sets of tires, yeah, two sets of tires. Nah, I don't know. We, we, we had radials. We had street tires. We had all kinds anyway, of Anyway, so, I mean, wheels. bottom line is, I mean, we know that, you know, whether it's Top Gear or whether it's Grand Tour, I mean, these guys go way over the top trying to show some crazy vehicles, doing some crazy stunts. And uh, there's a lot of wear and tear that goes with that. A lot of manufacturing. I had a conversation with the top PR guy at a top company that everybody knows the company and the cars. And they, 
they do their best to avoid working with those guys because <laughs> they know that just, they're just going to just beat the crap out of their cars, and there's always a chance they may not say something nice about the car if it breaks. Right. I, I think that whenever we work with those guys, we can expect that they're going to try and break our car. Yeah. They're, they're going to try and break it. They're not going to cool it down. They're not going to warm it up. No, not at all. So you guys show up, and um, again, we didn't really know what was going to go down, but I think we found out pretty quickly that you know the producers of Grand Tour did their best to find the absolute worst parts of town in Detroit. You know, it's entertainment, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think aside from the areas being pretty rough, the thing that I was most worried about was the streets. Yeah. Uh, just beating on the car, drifting over potholes. And oh, they were, dude, they were drifting, they were jumping over like railroad tracks. And yeah, stuff. it was just the hardest, I mean, the roughest road. I mean, just a step above dirt in some spots, <laughs> you know? And, and it was really rough on the car, and just doing the craziest stuff going over those potholes and bumpy roads and high speeds and well, I think one thing that the listeners I mean I think again there's a lot of podcasts there's a lot of stuff out there we're going to try our best on our podcast to talk about stuff that you're just not going to hear about anywhere else and I think what gives us kind of a unique peek behind the curtain with Grand Tour and with and with Top Gear and we'll talk about you know the Velociraptor and going up the mountain in, in Canada. But I think the viewer, the, the listeners are going to want to know about, you know, what are these guys like to work with? And I, I can talk at length about that, but Jerry, what was your, what was your impression? So we were in Detroit in June of 2018. Right. And so how was it just, what was your overall impression working with the, you know, I know you didn't work with the presenters directly as much, but we had a lot more access to those guys this go around than we did with when they were on Top Gear, right? Right. Well, I think the difference between working with them with Grand Tour versus Top Gear was that they were they were much more willing to let us in on some of that inside, get close, you know, allowing us to do things we needed to do. Whereas Top Gear was when we let the truck go or car go in the morning. I mean, it, it didn't come back unless it was broken, and right, you know. So th they were much easier to work with on Grand Tour versus Top Gear for sure. I think we had a lot more access first you know, before. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And again, if you go going back to, you know, towards the end of Clarkson, Hammond and May at Top Gear. So we filmed the yellow Velociraptor 600 truck in British Columbia, Canada with them in the Top Gear BBC crew. So that was like November of 14. I want to say it was the second to last episode. Yeah, it was, I think it was the, our, our yellow truck was the last one of the last either the last or yeah yeah one of the last either last or one of the last and so anyway i mean so going back to that time and i was there for that whole deal and to your point i think the amount of tension i think at that point in time i think maybe jeremy was going through a divorce the media was all over him because he was always you know he's the king of controversy and keeping the pot stirred and I think there was just, man, you could just cut the tension, even amongst the crew. I think the crew at that time were kind of afraid of those guys. They didn't want to be too close. They wanted to do their job, and nobody wanted to mess up with their job. But there was definitely a, a much heightened level of, uh, it seemed like, just tension, anxiety. But at the same time, I'll give those guys their due. They were extremely professional. Watching both of these crews work is like kind of like watching Navy SEALs on a drill. I mean, they know their stuff. Yeah, and to me it seemed like Top Gear was almost a, a, a bigger operation. There was, it seemed like there was a lot more people involved in the filming of that, and there was a lot more 
there's a lot more going on. Which there were probably, what, 50 people in that deal? Oh, yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in know? the middle of nowhere. We're all bunkered up in this lodge. And yeah. There's snow everywhere. And I think everybody was stressed from that. And then we had our own stresses and not being able to get near the vehicles to do what well, we needed to do. Okay, so let me talk about that real quick. So the guy that, the guy that Jeremy ended up punching not too soon after our deal... <laughs> He's a likable. He's a nice guy. Oshin. I. We still. We're still friends on Facebook or whatever. But man, he. He like. He ran a tight ship to the point where. There were times when I kind of wanted to punch the guy. And again, Osh, if you're watching this, no, no knock against you. You run a tight ship, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they were like. I think, and again, I don't. I don't think he made this up on his own. He was probably directed to do this, but they wanted to keep the presenters so isolated from anybody because I think they were worried somebody's got a camera phone, somebody catches a video, catches one of the presenters saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, which you know anybody, we've all done. Um, and then it blows up in a big, some controversy. So they kind of like wanted to keep us like way away from this guy. So we're like, yeah, just give us a truck and like stay within like, you know, an hour of where we're at. I'm like, dude, we're either helping you with our vehicle, we want our vehicle to, to run well, and if you've got a problem, we'll take care of it. But we're going to watch a football. It's kind of one or the other. You know, either we're on the mountain with you, or we're like not, right? Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing is that they—it's not like they were taking the truck and they were just going down the road. They were going seven thousand feet. Yeah, they were doing all mountain. kinds of crazy stuff through the snow and just yeah. driving like maniacs, going through rivers and right. You yeah. know, um, and I think what the like the first day in. The, the lot we brought two trucks so we brought a backup truck just because we we're figuring they're trying to break our you know yeah. whatever they're driving good call by and, the way and and, and 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 so I think we had a CV boot that gave way when they put when they put the the snow chains on it or something yeah we had a we had a tire DB take out the CV boot and some of the some of the other things out in that wheel well area but we, we were always in the running right yeah 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 well when one was down the other one was 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 going and then you know it was kind of one of those deals where they hydrolocked the one truck going across that river, and you know I ended up pulling all the spark plugs out of it, and we got it going again, and uh, you know it was yeah, just in time for that. that. I mean, the thing with the water was like above the hood. Oh yeah, it was deep, and and they were going into the water at speed. I think as that one was being, I was ready to ship that one back to them. You they see hydrolock. You change the plugs, but the motor wasn't dead. But no, the motor wasn't dead. It was right. just full of water, and right. we we it sucked in a bunch of water. Don't you remember we were taking hats? That we were wearing. And oh yeah, them but on the air, air filter. filter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an outerwear. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know? So we were just trying but to do whatever we we're could. just trying to keep them in the running. I mean, those guys probably spent a million dollars to go to Canada to film this thing, and we want to make sure our truck was. But but the Chevy. The Chevy. So so Chevy <laughs> GM Canada. They sent out this Duramax uh, twenty five hundred HD Silverado um, four drive Silverado truck, okay. and like we came packed to the gills. They sent like. Uh, one of their technicians was like getting ready to retire. What was his Declan. name? Declan. Declan. Declan, if you're listening. Uh, Declan's you know, a good guy. He's a great guy. So after the first day, they go up the mountain and we're waiting for what happens and the Velociraptor comes down the mountain and we're like, well, where's the Chevy? Well, the Chevy's dead. It popped, it, it spit out the, what is it spit so out the, the drive shaft the, the yoke Chevy, The Chevy kept breaking the front drive shaft. Every time it would break the front drive shaft, it would take out the oil filter. So then it had to be shut down immediately. Right. So here comes the Chevy getting. And this is down. all because they're putting snow chains on there, which they're not supposed to do. Yeah, so it's not the Chevy's fault. And a Duramax isn't really an off-road truck. Right. You know, and, and so the snowcat would pull it all the way back down the mountain, and poor Declan would be there in the snow while everyone's eating. Well, we were, yeah. We so it comes down, and they're like, "Oh, the Chevy's done." 
Yeah. And you were like, hey, Declan, you need any help with that? He's like, I don't, you know, I think it's, I think the motor's dead. And so we went back to the hotel. No, no. What well, 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 so Declan said, I think I can get it going uh, with some parts from uh, one of these rental camera trucks. It was like a Yukon. <laughs> right. So me and Declan, <laughs> right. I was like, well, I'll help you, man. Let's get it going. It was nighttime. It was snowing. There was already snow on the ground. It was freezing cold. We hardly had any lights. And we uh, we laid it under the uh, the camera truck, which no, was a Yukon. No, but what about the very first night we gave up on We thought they were dead. And we went to the hotel. Did we? And and we came back the next morning, and Declan stayed up all night. Oh, that's right. Okay, he that's stayed right. up all night, and we thought that old guy. There's no way he's gonna do that. And so he starts telling us he's working on it till like four in the morning, yep. and then he needed another pair of hands, so he had to go wake up somebody on the crew. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And so at right. that point, when they went after that, then you were like, you were all in to help him. Well, if he needed yeah, it. because then they kept sh- breaking. Shortly it. after, the same exact thing happened. So so that night. We, that's when I helped him. Yeah. We pulled the drive shaft out of the Yukon camera truck and got an oil filter and, and we got it going. But yeah, he didn't quit. He was gonna he, he kept that truck running. I mean, so yeah. I feel like we helped him out a little bit, but you know. So I mean, at that up to that point, they um, you know we had met we had talked to Clarkson a little bit. I think I had met him before, but anyway, we're at the hotel in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It was early, and he and May were up having a smoke outside. I don't know if they ever went to bed. Maybe not. To be honest with you. Oh, maybe not. So, anyway, we're just having a little chit-chat, and uh, and we found out that Clarkson was driving our truck, which is cool. And then we had the big light bar on the top. I'm like, hey, your buddy over there, James? I said, when you get behind him, just flip this switch, you know, the big bright LED lights. Yeah. Anyway, he had a lot of fun with that on the show. Yeah, Yeah, because we ended up driving through some tremendous weather to get to to the lodge. Yeah. And those light bars actually came in handy because we were driving the spare truck. It was even fun. They they, they didn't, like, want us part of the caravan. They wanted us, like, to stay back. Yeah, a mile back. But No, further than that, they wanted us to be, like, an hour back. But we ended up catching them, and then we stayed back. Mm -hmm. But I remember when we went to the Shell Station in Nelson, B.C., And I was in the back of Velociraptor, so Clarkson was in the, the one in the show. And I remember when he pulled out, I'm like, I'm going to get behind him and flash him with the, with oh, the LEDs. Right. So yeah. I, was, I was jacking with him and flashing the LEDs on him. And, Going up a mountain. Yeah, much, too. yeah it was, that was fun. It was treacherous. What color was the backup truck? They were both, they were both bright yellow. identical. They were oh, both right. Bright. Pencil yellow. Yeah. Everything was the was same. Was the backup truck ever truck. used on filming? Both of them were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Because they tore up a CV boot. Um, with their snow chains, and you had to you had to address that. Yeah, so they tore up the CV boot, and then you know ran it under ran it under underwater. underwater. U-boat commander time. Yep, and then they at the end there they jumped the one truck and did some damage to the bumper and winch, and we readjusted that stuff. But right. all in all, they held up really good. They did. Like they 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 did you know those trucks did and well. I, and I was you know I mean you, you watch Top Gear enough, and it. My theory was, if you bring a good vehicle and you help them as much as you can, that, that they would give us, you know, a, a, a fair shake. But I also have seen shows where cars don't perform well on the show, and I think they get thrown under the bus because they feel like, hey, look, we were here to film a good show. It's a, it's it's the manufacturer's job to bring a good vehicle. Whatever happens, happens. So you know, I kind of want to you know make sure just we stay focused on making sure the car, the trucks were good and. And helping the crew as much as we could, and then at the very end, um, Jeremy got up there, beat James, rescued Hamster from the top of the mountain, and when they came down, they were all happy. Yeah. And we we're having drinks, yeah, and that was, was that was pretty. 
that was pretty cool, Micah. These guys are kind of heroes, and I think, you know, for them to be um, happy and satisfied, we felt like, you know, when the thing came out on TV, we looked pretty good. But yeah, and I think when you're watching it from your house, you're not thinking, like, okay, yeah, they're in the truck and they're in some snow, but it was really a climb to the top of that oh. mountain, and, and it wasn't just those trucks that went up, but it was the camera vehicles, snow cats, snow cats and sleds, and... Yeah, well, that was one takeaway. One thing, just again, this is just, just kind of my perspective, spending a little bit of time with those guys. They are total workaholics. I think they work, I think they worked crazier hours and were more driven when they were on BBC. Yeah. They're still very driven and very focused with with Amazon and that Grand Tour program. But I kind of feel like, you know, these guys, they go to Argentina, they're in Canada, they're gone from home for like weeks at a time. They're together the whole time. I could definitely see where, whenever it happened a month later, after that long working those long hours, all that pressure, somebody snapping and you know taking a swing at somebody like what happened. Right. So I mean, I just you know again, uh, you know, kind of fast forwarding till now or to last year with the Grand Tour thing, they, they definitely the presenters, everybody seemed a lot more relaxed. Yeah, I, I want to say that I think that when they were on Top Gear, it didn't seem like they were having quite as much fun. It seemed more like work to right. me, just from my perspective as an outsider. And then when they were on Grand Tour, it was a lot more relaxed. And it seemed like everybody, it was easy to do the job, you know? Well, you know, I think it was the second or third day, whenever we went to the airport and we did drag race the, the Exorcist and the Demon, we'll talk about yeah. that. I mean... Yeah, we were just like hanging out, BSing with these guys. Yeah, you know, and it was um, it was nice. It was cool just to hang out with other car guys. That you know, I think part of their. I mean, I'd be real relaxed too if Amazon gave us three hundred million bucks <laughs> for for three seasons. So, you know, I think they they've all done very very well. And uh, you know, just watching the show, the, I thought the the photography was just really beautiful. Yeah, I thought everything was great, and and from the bits and pieces I've seen, and I like I said, I hadn't watched the whole entire thing, but it seemed like they used a lot more of the content that they filmed right. on the show versus in Top Gear, it seems like we filmed for five, six days and yeah. saw not very much footage actually make it onto the show. So it was, it was nice to see well, I that. Think, you know, the Grand Tour guys, you know, Jeremy Clarkson and Andy Woolman, primarily being kind of the two main creative drivers behind the show, they, um, you know, they're, I think, much more in control of Grand Tour, whereas I think when it's top here, it's BBC, it's part of the British government, there's probably probably have a lot of other yeah. people telling them what to do that they're like, they're telling me what to do, we know better what to do than you guys know what to do, that's why we're successful. But anyway. This this way is better. Yeah. Them being with the Grand Tour, I think, is, is a better outcome. All right, let's talk about the drag race. That's So I got so I'm watching the show, and we get up to like where they get to the airport, I'm like, I know what the I know what happens. I don't really don't want to watch this. So, the Exorcist ends up losing to the Demon, yeah. which, I mean, we've tested them out here. We got our own drag shows. Well, no, no, it's it's legitimately what happened. It's not fake. Well, so one time we we did beat the Demon, but I think our our huge thing was traction on that whole deal, and you could see well, it. Well, the, the other thing is, so just you know, I don't I haven't watched this part of it, so I don't know if they, I don't think they talk about it, but. When we got to the drag strip, and James is like, you know, the, 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 um, who got out first typically? Did we get, it was kind so of, we go we, back and forth with those yeah, guys? Yeah, we kind of went back and forth on who gets out of the hole first. It always seemed like the demon was a little bit more hooked up and, and 
But we would, so no matter what happened, no matter who got out first, like in the middle of the race, from like 300 feet to say 800 feet, we jump out ahead. I mean, we got more power. I mean, the, the exorcist is just faster in every dimension. Than yeah, the and we'd start reeling them but in. But on the big end, James had come back and said, you know, the car just, it felt twitchy. I had to lift out of the throttle. I'm like, I've driven that car. I've driven a lot of our exorcists. And I've never felt any instability when I got in the, in the car and it got to the end of the runway and I could feel the acid wiggling around. And I, you could talk more about this and she'd worked on it, but when we brought it back to the shop, we almost kind of felt like there was something that went on with all their pounding and beating on the potholes and the train tracks, all that crap, that knocked the suspension out of alignment just yeah. enough to where, I don't know if it was a, if it was a toe issue or what, but... Well, anyway, so, so it no excuses. The demon, the demon beat us, but not because of uh, anything other than the car was just a little weak, was weird. Yeah. Well, I think you know we did a lot of things with that car. That same car we did not too long for. Yeah, before that we did two seventeen in the car, and there was a lot of. No, nope, but we had no, no, that was no issue. Now we're not running nine fives in the quarter mile. That might have put some twist, that, that but, it went, but it went, but it went, but it went straight plenty. But it went before we, we wouldn't have sent the car to, to Detroit. If we thought we we're going to lose the demon, right? And you know? and I think and we did a lot of testing. I, I had driven the car a lot, you know, just just back and forth from work, and and you know, we change something, I drive it, and yeah. every time I drove that car, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour on the highway, and you pound on it, well, it was going to light the tires up. So right. naturally, it felt a little bit unstable until it would straighten out, you know, with right. the power and put the power down. But but I think what we were dealing with there was. They were just drifting over potholes and jumping over train tracks, and there was all these different things happening. So what we ended up finding out was, after the car was freight trained and smoke from the tires at every drag race they did, um, well, and I changed the tires the next day for the next shoot. The outside of the tires were all brand new, and the insides were down to the belt. So I figured out that they had been riding on negative camber okay. really badly. So. Okay. You know, something like, maybe it changed on the camber from the pounding. Something uh, happened. It was something just got knocked out. Well, look, now we're not making any excuses. The demon beat us in that drag race yeah. fair and square. Yeah. But I don't think there's too many other drag races where the exorcist is going to lose the demon. But anyway, no, fair enough. Well, we, well, we, we modified the demons, yeah. Yeah, and we had the FCA guys. They took our car down the strip, and they said, "Yeah, well, we had a lift too." So yeah, yeah. but yeah, like you said, no excuses. We lost that one, but. We got more power. Yeah. We could win on a on yeah. a good day. That just wasn't our day. All right. Uh, overall, I think overall, again, I, I need to watch the end of it, but the the beginning and the middle of it, I thought you know, they were pretty they were pretty positive towards Exorcist, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, those guys. Uh, you know, I think uh, uh, May told me that this car would be better with a two by four under the gas pedal. Yeah. Easier to Traction drive. control. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Any other any other funny stories about working with those guys? I mean, uh, one little thing that's funny is that they, they like the rosé. Oh yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those guys. They so if you're a Grand Tour fan and you ever you know like want to send them a Christmas gift or something <laughs> for their birthday, send them a case of rosé. They I don't think they'll they'll send that back. Yeah. No. They 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 enjoy that stuff. They enjoy their downtime when they're not working, but they do work a lot. They're, they're and yeah, it's funny. It's like like when you talk to them when they're not on camera. They're hard to understand a little bit. Oh, I yeah. spent a lot of time in England. Everybody uh, that works 
for the film crew, everybody. It's 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 a challenge to understand what they're saying. And they talk fast. They talk fast. That, I think that's just they it. Talk they, fast and they, they have a heavy fast, accent. So, so you know, and they I'll, probably say the same thing about us. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I I think it'd be interesting to talk about the difference between the Top Gear crews. I wasn't on the Canada Top Gear shoot or the Grand Tour shoot, but I was on the that's right. Utah Top Gear shoot oh, that's right. with the other that. presenters. Oh, and you guys were on Utah. all three. Well, that's, that's a whole so maybe you guys can talk about. about the difference in the crews. Yeah. And the presenters. Because we had Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I was just thinking about, like, these guys before and after. But yeah, I mean, well, we did, so we had our GT350R Mustang with our HP850 kit. So that went, went to the, I see the new Top Gear guys, but now they've changed a little bit. American so. Top Gear. Yeah, well, no, no, this was, this was um, Matt LeBlanc, Chris Harris. And Rory Reed. So these were the guys that we were in Nevada or in uh, in Utah, September of seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, and then that came out on whatever the the, the most recent season. Um, they were wonderful. I mean, I, I just nothing could have been any nicer. And again, I'm not comparing them with the Grand Tour guys. They were wonderful too. Um, but just if we're going to compare BBC before BBC now, it, it just Everything seemed to go really, really smooth. Um, I thought Matt and, and all the presenters got along great. And I'm kind of sad to see that Matt's not going to continue on with the show. But it's hard for a guy like that who does another show in L.A., who has family and friends, you know, get on a plane and go to England and around the world and film stuff all the time. That would be just, like, drive me nuts. Yeah, so, I, I think working with those guys was was easier. Uh but they beat the shit out of our car. They, they, like, no, they like beat, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't underestimate them. They beat the car just as hard. That was another four or five sets of tires. Thanks, Michelin, for helping us out. Yeah, that really. That, that really was. And, 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 a, and a clutch. And, yeah. You know, there was there was things to keep the car going for that. but And no cool down time. They're out there running around that little Randy round track and yeah. wouldn't let it cool down. I'm like, you guys right. have to give it some cool down. You yeah. guys remember the McLaren that got destroyed? Oh, yeah, they cracked the whole trunk floor in that thing. They well, were, cracked the windshield, they had to replace the skid yeah, plate. So they had the 570, so the yeah. cars that we were there with were 570, 570 and the Jag. What, what Jag was that? High bar. High bar, yeah. yeah. Which, which held up or the good. SVR. SVR. Yeah, which held up good other than tires and, you know, some rock chips. But the, the McLaren took, I'd say, the biggest beating. I mean, they... Yeah, they, the, that McLaren tech, you stayed busy. Oh, but they, yeah. They had desert shots going three cars in a row. Luckily, our car was in front. But then what? they would be doing like dirt burnouts and throwing stuff behind down, them. down the canyon. Yeah. Going through. They, had, they made this take off our splitter because yeah. they knew it was going to get ripped yep. off. Yep. I, I just remember the car being covered inside and out with dust. There's still dust. Was, in the car. Yeah, that you'll never get out. I mean, yeah. it's everywhere. It's an yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never saw it again after that. <laughs> I know that. I, I changed a thousand sets of tires on it, and then I flew home, and then I never saw it again. Yeah, we sent her over there for the. Sh- it was in. It was in the studio for the show, and I went over there. It was. It was. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and that car held up great. We really yeah. didn't have any issues. I mean, the blower got yeah. a little hot, spit some oil out at one point. Yeah. Other than that, it was just tires oh, they and, beat the crap and the clutch. Yeah. 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 They beat that car hard. Yeah. They beat them all hard. They do that on every. You know, that's yeah. that's how they make their show, and I think it's cool. I think. Yeah. You know, I'm eager to be there to fix it, to keep the show going, and and to see our cars do. It's cool a good testament for our stuff. Yeah, and and everybody sees it. You know, to so, our stuff and the manufacturer that we have a base with. But it is kind of a sacrifice, 
you know, to, to give a car to them, you know, for, yeah. for even a little bit of time. It's, it's exactly. generally worth it, though. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What, any other crazy stuff that went down? Moab, Utah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Moab. Yeah. The uh, off-road capital of the world. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys got to do all the fun stuff. When I got yeah. there, I had to change a clutch that night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it up to Sorry. you. Yeah, we'll make it up to you. It was fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Any other Grand Tour, Top Gear? We, we had we had that. We were sitting in the car waiting, watching. They were doing the shoot, and I don't remember if you were there. If Matt was still there, but we had that bet on over under how many minutes until this guy pulled out another cigarette. Oh yeah. <laughs> how, long, was, how long was the last? That last like a thirty seconds. Know. Yeah, it was like so quick. That's fine. Yeah. Another thing I remember is when we went to Bonneville. Bonneville was full of water, so they yeah. couldn't do anything there. And we were hanging out with the with the guys from JLR Jag Range Rover, so they were there to support the SVR, nice guys, and so they were in an SVR Range Rover, right? Oh, and yeah. we had a Velociraptor 600 truck, yeah. And we dragged, so they're 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 loaded to the gills with parts and spares. Yeah. We're loaded to the gills. Yeah. And we're just like this narrow ass little two lane road going to Bonneville. No shoulder. And we. <laughs> And so we drag race them for the first time. First time I was in manual. You're in manual. And you were pissed. Yeah, I'm like, hold oh, on, oh, oh. It is a put just drive. And so, how did we do it? So, so then when, when we finally got it right and we, were we rolling? Yeah, we were rolling, I think, right? We, I don't we went from, no, we went from a dick. Did we? Yeah, we went from a dick. Well, I, okay, I want to yeah, say that we got out ahead of them. We got they, out ahead of them. They passed us at like 110 or something. Yeah, it took them a while and they finally got around us. But uh, I think those guys were shocked that the big old the Velocity big was pulling little, on yeah, them. Seven to 8,000 pounds worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was fun. That, that was, was kind of like our little drag race from the, the whole thing because we didn't get to do anything at the Salt Flats. It was disappointing. Yeah. Cool to see. Yeah. All right, moving on. So I think that was, you know, again, that was fun. And, and Top Gear, BBC, Grand Tour guys, if you're watching, listening, thanks for including us. And we look forward to doing something else with you at some point soon, maybe with F5. We'll see. Coming. All right, a couple of other things that we wanted to talk about. You guys want to talk about the Velociraptor V8? The Impossible Truck. Yeah, I think everybody wants to talk about that. Yeah. It's a cool deal. God, how many orders do we have for those? A dozen? It's, uh, it, I think it's a little more than that. Okay. We've got several more that we haven't seen yet because they're all through dealers. Right. So as soon as the customers get those trucks, so people are people are acquiring brand new 2019. Typically, the Super Crew, the four door mm-hmm. trucks, sending them us, send, sending those to us, and then we're doing the 758 horsepower Velociraptor V8 supercharged Ford five liter. Engines. We buy a new engine, a new transmission, wiring harness, um, ECU, lots of programming. Um, we spent what four or five months working on the first one. Yeah. It's like the truck came from Ford. It's Absolutely. like the new Raptor, the new Gen Two Raptor came from Ford with the V8, and it just sounds amazing. Everything but, works. All the modes work. All the lights yeah. work. Everything on the dash works. Drives like stock, but way faster. And, and back then, when you had that idea to swap it, I, I didn't know that all that stuff would actually ever work right. But I had some time to drive that truck for a few days, and uh, it just felt like it came that way. It, yeah. it, it was amazing. It's really cool. And I think, again, there's no knock against the EcoBoost. That's a great motor. Uh, obviously, we built hundreds of Velociraptor 600 trucks, and so that's still something that we keeps our shop very, very busy. But for the person that wants that, that classic American V8, 
Power and the Raptor were the only only company that offers that. So we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So we'll be coming out with more videos and showing the capabilities and maybe trying to get out to the desert and jump in some sand dunes and do some craziness with that thing. Maybe even going out in the mud, just trying not to get stuck. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. But yeah. Exactly. Mud video. Yeah. All right. So I was just up at the uh, Detroit Auto Show a couple weeks ago. And went up primarily to go see the new GT500 Mustang, which I was excited about. I think everybody's known for a while it's coming. What's it going to be like? What are they going to do to you know compete with the Red Eye? And uh, I mean, you guys haven't seen it close. You know, you've seen all the pictures, but I have to say I was really very pleasantly impressed with the carbon fiber wheels and the carbon wing and dual clutch transmission. I, I kind of felt like Ford, the Ford Performance guys, had taken the new GT500. And they've taken a muscle car and they've kind of gone more the towards the exotic market. Again, it's still a muscle car, it's still heavy. Um, the dual clutch transmission, the carbon wheels. I mean, you could park that thing next to, you know, a Ferrari and a GTD Porsche at, an, at, a, at a car show at Cars and Coffee, and I think people would be like, "Man, that GT500 is pretty badass." Yeah, I've only seen pictures of it, and I, I love what I've seen so far. I can't wait to see one in person. They definitely didn't disappoint on the stuff I've heard. Can't wait to modify it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Alex and Jerry, it was fun talking about Grand Tour and Top Gear and and uh, some of our uh, some of our upcoming vehicles we've got coming down the pipeline. Um, we'll try to keep this podcast thing going, and uh, there's always something interesting that, that in the pipeline. we got, what was this year, we got... Uh, We've got uh, Texas Mall coming up. Can run the Jeep. <laughs> well, uh, you can run the Jeep. I say we always bring something different, but yeah. we still have it. Okay. Maybe we'll bring it. All right. What did we run last time? One, one high 180s? Uh, low 180s. I think we were pulling real good, but then, you know, ran into some some basically limp home thing that we didn't ever have a chance to figure out because we hadn't been 180 in the Jeep before. Yeah. So um, I think we ended up going 183. You know, 167 and a half, though. Yeah, so, that's fine. You know, a Jeep, that's, <laughs> that's a good, good time. CX-T10. First 200 Jeep. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll do All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast, and uh, give us your questions, comments. Uh, tell us what your questions are, and we'll try to answer them. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Bye.